The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba House of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side, And I'm Eric Austin from Home Street bank home mortgage yeah you were just skating in the door bringing yeah. us in some fun little presents Stuck today in the, the studio there. yeah so thanks for my little present that you just handed over here what's this all about is it because it's the holidays or you just wanted to share the knowledge is good just message sort of because yeah we we have so many guests <laughs> on here that are like from schools and education and that sort of thing so, <laughs> so you thought the faber college t-shirt would be <laughs> right up our alley absolutely if uh <laughs> If anybody gets the gets the reference, yeah, favorite yeah, call on in because knowledge is good. That's right. <laughs> call on in. That's oh, right. Where would they call in? They would call 866-712-1300. There you go. And this is a live call-in show, so we're here uh, here to answer your questions about yes. real estate or finance or mm-hmm. practically just about anything else. Yeah, anything somewhat related and within a realm that we won't get ourselves in trouble talking about that's for sure right for change yeah 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 sure so did you at least get some good skiing in you were gone last week you were up in whistler how how was the snow up there beautiful yeah was was it good already yes it's already tons and tons of snow and that's not counting kind of what's happened over the last few days nice okay uh, nice uh great good powder up there and okay not not huge crowds Uh, okay Yes. Will you recommend then that James and I get our oh booties on up to down absolutely get that in a pile Absol- of poutine? Absolutely, we're off to a good start for skiing this year, and even yeah. uh, yesterday. In fact, I I just had um, lunch with my boss. He happens to have a place up up uh, at uh, Crystal Mountain, and he showed okay. me a picture uh, Saturday night uh, up up at Crystal. It snowed. Mm-hmm. Almost twenty inches, just really from about ten o'clock at night until well, whatever it is in the morning. Pretty stinking cold. It's beautiful outside right now, That's but gorgeous. it is cold. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. cold. Yeah, thank you, Canada. No, it's I got this big cold front coming down. Yep. Of course, there's wet weather coming up. Oh and, yeah. Uh, you know, wherever those two meet, what do they say now? Thursday, that's going to meet. And, oh, is it uh, on Thursday? Could, could okay, possibly, I was thinking it was going to be earlier this week. Okay, yeah, I thought tomorrow, but could, could okay. Could possibly get some get some snow in the lowlands here. We'll see what happens. Well, we had a little bit before. I mean, uh, we had it in Renton. Oh, yeah? Yeah, when I was walking Rusty the other morning, there was some big fat snowflakes yesterday coming down. And That's right. We were That's getting right. wet and cars coming off the hillside as we were going to. Yesterday, we did the big team planning session. I was so bummed that you couldn't make it to, because oh, of the weather, you didn't right. make it to our annual holiday client event that we just had on Sunday. I know. You missed a good party. When I came back, I have to run over to uh, the Olympic Peninsula, and uh, we've got a community water system, some cabins over there that was put together, you know, years and years and years ago by, I don't know, probably a couple drunken Swedes would be my guess. (laughs) So my job in the winter is to keep that that water moving. (laughs) 
So that's why, okay, it wasn't for winterizing your cabins. It was to... It's keeping the water system from freezing up. Oh, man. So what do you have to do to do that? Oh, it's pretty simple, but um, I I just have to make sure we we hook on on the end of of the system's uh, hoses and things like that to keep water flowing. Okay. If the water's moving, it's not going to freeze. Okay. So for for over there, that's that's how we kind of handle it. So that's an old, old system. It's all uh, spring-fed and, uh, you know, all... Based on gravity, fact. Mm-hmm. Last year, the system. So, is there actually, a filtration system on that? Oh yeah, we yeah 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 we have those on individual cabins. Oh uh, wow, yeah. okay. And uh, did not fact, know that. Last year, the whole system stopped working, and I uh, went over to investigate, and uh, found out up by our, our spring system where the water is collected, uh-huh. uh, which is probably oh I don't know quarter mile up a hillside. Uh, the, uh, the collection system was clogged with. Oysters. Really? So how do oysters get quarter mile up a hillside? Right. Yeah. Otters. Little pesky little otters. They were So it was just the shells, not like live oysters. No, they t- it was a combo, but they took oh. them all up there and yeah, they take the whole oyster up there and took then them they, on a hike for a little snack yeah, with a view yeah, or something. Take them up there, pack them in water, <laughs> keep them nice and cold, then bust them. It's on their their own little otter their little refrigeration. Yeah, yeah, just bust them Actually, open when they want to want a fresh pretty oyster awesome for them. Okay, yeah, it's I a had, good deal for them. <laughs> I had I had no idea that they had so much forethought. They're very industrious. Yeah, wow. those, little, those little guys. Okay, so, yeah, good to know. They can they can do all kinds of. Uh, Interesting things. <laughs> okay, so. not just build a dam. They can oh, bring yeah. a snack and yeah, yeah everything. I guess they're bringing the snack for the dam. Maybe. Well, sure. Yeah. Okay, well, you, got you it. Know, if you're working hard, you know, blocking <laughs> up water systems, you got to have something to eat. Oh yeah, got to keep keep your uh, energy going. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, sorry. So tell me about this event. You had a. You, had a you good know, we had a really good time. We were down at the hotel Andra. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you been in there before? No. So uh, if anybody knows the Tom Douglas restaurants, and of course Tom Douglas is affiliated with several different kinds of uh, development projects sure. and whatnot, but uh, Lola is attached to the Hotel Andra, mm-hmm. so we were able to benefit from Tom Douglas catering. Nice. And when you walk into this nice little lobby area, you can look up and there's uh, the loft. So the loft bar area has a couple of televisions and a nice big casual seating area that's really comfy. And uh, we had 52 people who all came. So uh, my entire team was there. We had Jessica and Angela came in from out of state. And we had Jennifer and Marissa and myself and... Who am I blanking out on? Russ, our marketing guy, was there as well. So it was a chance for them to meet a lot of our customers and sure. referral partners. And uh, yeah, had had a great turnout. Really, really good turnout. Excellent. In fact, at one point, we ran out of food. Wow. And I had to order good. more food. So yeah. apparently, we had some mighty hungry folks with us. Yeah, you just speed dial Tom. Hey, Tom, Douglas. Pretty much. Well, you know, you just grab here. a server, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, sure. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I know I'm down and personal with him. But uh, what was really cool is, and I didn't know this. Uh, so have you ever heard of the Hot Stove Society? No. So Tom Douglas is now doing a cooking school. Oh, wow. And so when you go up to the loft, you know, if you're going to go for lunch or dinner over at Lola, you know, wander on over into the lounge area of the hotel and then maybe go on up to the stairs of the the loft. And then if you wander towards the back, 
You'll see, they, and they might have a class going on because they do private events, public events, uh, special occasion type stuff. They had a 70th birthday party there recently, yeah. and they do private cooking events and all kinds of classes with all different manner of cooking styles. So you can learn how to make fresh pasta, maybe Indian, some Japanese, you know, oh, that kind fine. of thing. Because, of course, he's got all these themed restaurants. Sure. Um, beautiful facility. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Everybody who walked in there and got a tour of it. What's the like the street cross streets there? It's Fourth in Virginia. Okay, okay. So Fourth Avenue, Virginia. Yep, Fourth Avenue. In fact, I think it's Four Thousand Fourth Avenue, but it's Fourth in Virginia. Got it. And so you know, most of his stuff is all within walking distance of each other. Right, Right. Right. So right across the way is the Dahlia Bakery, which of course you know we had our team 2017 planning meeting. Uh, the following day on Monday. So they went over to the bakery and got us something, you know, cause if you've ever had his coconut cream pie, really? Oh, heaven. Oh. Absolute heaven. Loved it. Loved it. So they went over and got us some of the little taster sizes of those and some, uh, like fruit tarts and stuff, you know, Oh, so good. So, so good. And then we also got to order from Lola for lunch that day. We, in fact, nice. many of us had that falafel, uh, kind of almost like a euro type of setup where it's in like almost like a pita bread. Yeah. Ah. Can you tell I was loving the food? I was you're a big fan me, of the food. You're making me hungry here. I know. Well, I'm salivating actually as we're sitting here talking about it. But uh, yeah, we're thinking we might do a future cooking class. Oh, that sounds fun. Like do a client oh, event. Oh, like a client event sort yeah. of thing. Oh, yeah. I like that. I, yeah. Oh. Would you be down with that? Yeah. Sign me up. I'll be a client. Oh, yeah. you, oh, you are event. a client. <laughs> That's right. You are a client right now. So did you get my news earlier? I I did. That okay. sounded like Appraisal. Good, good good news. Happy so, news. Yeah, Happy very, news. Very much so. Yes. Excellent. Yes. So your appraisal's moving forward. So we'll see where it goes. We'll see <laughs> where it goes. And I wasn't even here for the appraisal show that we had. That was uh, that was a good one. I know <laughs> it was. that was actually a good one. I think you were basking sundown in Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. I wasn't necessarily basking. I was at a well, conference, so I was kind of inside. But yes, in Arizona. <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, we're we're trying to address issues uh, industry wide of, mm-hmm. of a shortage of appraisers. Yeah, and uh, and so the appraisers are uh, there was a, a barrier to entry. It's mm-hmm. very, very high to become an appraiser. Yes. And it takes a four-year college degree. It takes almost 3,000 hours of mentorship or apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just not a lot of appraisers that are willing to take the time to apprentice a new appraiser. Oh, yeah. Uh, because they don't want the future competition. And uh, and they're kicking back right now just, um, you know, Raking it in, the, raking it in. Some are actually going. Although they're down, also working pretty hard. They're working extremely hard, and and don't get me wrong. Some are actually leaving the Seattle area, and temporarily working down in Portland, where it's even worse. And, really, but they're collecting like double or triple the fees uh, to perform appraisals down there. So, so, do they have to be like I am in real estate, licensed in multiple states to be able to do business I, in multiple it's states? A, no, it's a. Is it a universal? National, it's a national certification. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, although you, okay, you, you I just learned something there. Have to there. have a local local market knowledge, but, okay. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean that's uh, something that we do see happening. So, well, I guess uh, they must have to really read up quickly or do some fast stat work absolutely. to get caught up on that marketplace. Absolutely. Huh. Okay. So we're still working through that. All but, right. Uh, yeah, we have. Uh, in fact, we'll have to have Clark Dixon on again from Home Street. Uh, Clark is is uh, yeah. I didn't get to talk to him personally. Wealth so. of knowledge, and you know the one thing that 
kind of cracked me up. One of the questions we asked Clark, if somebody's thinking about selling their home or if you're going to have an appraisal done, mm-hmm. you know, what are the, the, the tips that a person can do? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the first thing I asked is how clean does a house have to be? And, mm-hmm. and Clark's comment is, you know, you only have one chance to make a first impression. Exactly. And, it, and you know, I've had a client who didn't prepare and was massively surprised at the impact that it had mm-hmm. on their because they were doing a refinance trying to do a cash out refi for a renovation loan yeah and uh, or to do renovations they weren't even getting a renovation loan and they were hoping to hit somewhere between like a two and three hundred thousand dollar equity position to be able to take money out yeah. and uh, they didn't hit it oh boy yeah. and I went over to the house because they asked me to come and be like why why do you think this was and after I had been there, I asked the husband, I went, was this how the house looked when the appraiser came? And he was like, yeah, why? Why does it matter? I said, we might want to work on that. <laughs> they did, and they got their appraisal value. It's amazing the impact it has. There you go. Sometimes you just got to have a nice, yeah. tidy household. Well, we'll yeah. when we come back, we're going to have more on real estate and finance. Stay tuned for more with Open House with Team Reba. If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Hess from Team Reba. And every Tuesday at 3 o'clock, we bring you real estate and finance information Mm -hmm. and just about anything else we can come up with. And this Mm -hmm. is a live call-in show, so give us a call. If you have a question that has to do with any of that, you can reach us toll-free, 866-712-1300. Very good. Thank you. You're getting really good at that. Yeah, got it down. Right. And then they can also contact us if they want to. If they don't feel like calling, Mm. they can come to our Twitter sites, at Team Reba, and Eric is my banker. Yep. Or they can even uh, send us a message on Facebook if they like. Sure. We've got, you, know, you can find me either individually or you can go to our Team Reba business page there you on go. Facebook. We're all over that. Just search Team Reba. Yeah, search Team Reba. Remax, right. and you okay. will find us. That's We're easy not too to, hard to do. No, easy to find us all the time. Well, good. But uh, you know what we missed last week when you weren't here? Hmm. You know, we had Randy Banneker. Who yeah. does you know government public affairs kind of work with yeah. the Association of Realtors? But what we weren't able to cover because speaking of licensing and things like that, yeah, I'm not licensed in mortgage, <laughs> so I just kind of had a little general, you know, here's what's been happening a little bit since the election. But right, right. Uh, you're the guy licensed to talk about uh, lending, so oh boy, bring it on, oh boy, where are we today? Yeah. We're we're uh, we're in a holding pattern. Okay. Uh, of of extreme volatility. <laughs> so Holding pattern are, of extreme things volatility. Are, things are okay. jumpy right now. Things very very okay. jumpy. So since the election, you know, if, if you haven't been following um, interest rates, more saying rates, rates have a twitch. Yeah, they're very twitchy right now. Okay. And the, and the old rule is they're up like a rocket and down like a parachute. And uh, I thought it was down like a feather. Okay, sure, that'll work too. All right. Yeah. I, just, I do actually listen to what you say, and that's what you've said before, but okay. All right. We'll try a new bit. one. Okay. Yeah. So so since the election, um, mortgage rates have risen a, a, a little over a half a percent. Okay. Now, it was a f- very fast and sharp run-up. In fact, one of the, one of the fastest run-ups in rates we've experienced in over 10 years. So it was a big jump in rates. 
And uh, that's putting us right now like a conventional conforming 30-year fixed rate loan. Uh, we're averaging right around four and a quarter percent, four point two five percent. Oh wow! You know, okay. so where uh, a month ago mm-hmm. you and I were talking, and like I think three point eight seven five or three point five, we were around three point yeah. five, three point six. Oh yeah, you had all kinds of great rates going yep. on. All, all kind of in that in that range. Fifteen-year um, fixed rates are, are hovering around three point three seven five right now. Uh, FHA loans are hovering around four percent. We've been okay. under three for. Almost cool. a decade yes. now on, on FHA loans. Wow. Okay. Now, with with all that said, those are still great rates. It's but... not the end of the world, no, right? It's it's definitely not. Um, the big question is what's going to happen, you know, over the course of the next few months. Mm-hmm. And uh, if a few weeks ago we did a show and we actually went back and looked at how it, the presidential elections affect interest rates, right? And and with with very few exceptions, they they normally, you know, I, I went back and looked at numbers a month before and a month after. Mm-hmm. Um, elections going back to about 1972, and they were all not a huge change if you go a month on either side of the election. Well, mm-hmm. we're just about a month into it now. We're still a half a percent over. Gosh, you're right. It is almost a month. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is a month. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, so so we're 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 probably my my kind of gut feeling is that this is probably a new floor uh, for interest rates. They could mm-hmm. they could settle back down a little bit. Uh, but um, right now, in fact, uh, there's one headline I was looking at in the financial news that the bond market is technically technically ready for good news, you know, any day now. Okay. So, so, so in other words, they're looking for a reason to rally, a reason to, you know, push um, interest rates just a little bit lower. Just okay. not finding it right now. Okay. Know, but, but the market tends to, to, to look a little bit uh, oversold. Um, at, at this point, meaning that we could kind of see that start to come back just a little bit, uh, putting downward pressure on interest rates. With that said, lots going to be happening, happening, especially next week. The Federal Reserve mm-hmm. is meeting again. Oh, that's right. And is, it the, is it on the 16th? 14th, I 14th. think, is when they come in. Okay. And they are fully expected uh, to increase um, interest rates about a quarter of a percent. So... The fact that they're doing that is is not not the end of the world. Um, the the rate that the Fed changes is called the federal funds rate. It's basically the the rate that a bank pays to borrow money overnight, and uh, it's a very very short term rate. However, it does have a, a direct impact on shorter term types of loans, like pr- anything that's a loan that's tied to prime rate. Uh, okay. Prime rate will typically change when the federal funds rate changes. Prime rate now is at three and a half percent. It's been that way for a year, uh, a year ago, actually, a year mm-hmm. ago, December. What would be the kind of loans people would expect tied to so that? So this would be home equity lines of credit, mm, um, many okay. business loans. Uh, I don't okay. think too many auto loans are tied to prime, although there, okay. there could be some. Um, but uh, but mostly it's going to be home equity lines of credit okay. where you will see possibly that interest rate start to go up a little bit. Okay, so if you're planning on doing some home repair or renovation, mm-hmm. you might be taking a close look at this. Correct. And and most people, if you have a home And there's equity, a lot more people doing that right now, too, by the way, because they sure. finally have equity position have equity. again. That's right. That's right. And and, and most people, uh, I, I get this question asked a lot of the times, folks, personal call up, say, hey, I've got a home equity line of credit. And I'm like, oh, What's your rate or what are your terms? Mm-hmm. And usually the answer is, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We always love the, the answer to some things of, well, it depends. <laughs> right. That's the one we get the other side. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So most lines of credit uh, are a, uh, a variable rate tied to prime rate of, of one form or another. And most lines of credit have a, a period 
of the loan where you can make interest-only payments, meaning if you make that minimum mm-hmm. payment, your balance is not going down. And then after a certain period of time, typically 10 years, then you have to start paying down the principal on that loan, right. usually over the remaining 15 years or so of, of the term of the transaction. So if you have a line of credit and you've had it for about 10 years, call your banker. Let's right. take a look at that. Yeah, uh, because time to it, really pay attention. Yeah, you you could have a a, a ticking, a ticking bomb there that all of a sudden you're you're making this nice low monthly payment on that mm-hmm. account. Now, when you go into the repayment phase of that account, that payment's going to jump uh, right. fairly dramatically. So right. it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Out. I'm with you. I'm glad you yep. actually brought Check that up. Documents. I wasn't thinking about some of those lines of credit. So yep, Can't but see, that's not the one I get to deal with all the time. Although I. As we went into the break and I was saying that there was an appraisal that was a line of credit that they were trying mm. to pull at that mm-hmm. time. So, right. sure. you know, I guess it uh, it does impact us every once in a while. I just got ingo- involved just because my customer, you know, they call me all the time whenever they have any housing related issues coming up. So for them, that was one of them. We're like, hey, we're going to be doing this. You help, you know, sell this house to us. And I'll, they're the ones, though, that we just closed a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And congrats to them, to the Drummonds. Uh, they ended up Instead of remodeling, mm-hmm. they ended up selling that house to a builder oh, for a really great price, and yeah. then bought a new home. Oh wow! Bought a different house altogether. So oh wow! Yeah, so they're still living over on Ber- Mercer Island, but uh, now in very different digs. Very wow. different digs. Yeah. In fact, actually, their appraisal came in uh, overvalue when we uh, were taking a look at the numbers. So that was actually a big plus for them. Yeah. 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 We That's were very awesome. happy of them because, oh. you know, you know, appraisers don't have to come in over value. They just need to verify value of the sale. So that was actually kind of nice. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, we like always it. like a happy customer. Yes, that we all, do. We that do. That all works very good. Yes. Good, good, good. So, so we uh, went through mortgage rates, but something that when you and I were talking since we didn't have a guest today, mm-hmm. you said a big topic you wanted to cover today was... Potentially, who is going to be put into the position of the sec- you know HUD secretary? Right. Correct. Right. Yeah. Did you, do you want to dive sure. right on into that topic? Oh, happy to. Yeah, happy to. Because I, th- I figure since we're talking mortgage rates, things that impact them, why not jump well, right on in? Well, it's it's interesting, and, and part of the reason the markets have, have bounced around a little bit is any time I mean, markets like the status quo. They right. don't like change. They mm-hmm. like to, things to stay the same, good or bad. That's yep. that's what they like. So anytime we have a big change coming up, then the markets get all jittery, like what's going to happen, what's going to mm-hmm. happen, and, and how are potential policy changes going to affect um, our, our business, our market. So uh, yesterday, and I think officially today, um, uh, Dr. Ben Carson was appointed as, as um, you know, he will be uh, heading up the, the HUD, the Department of Housing and Urban Development. Is that official? I believe so. But I, again, this is all... I'm, Okay. You, know, you read one article. All right. and it says I know the articles and, are coming fast and furious right, right now. Right. So yeah, exactly. So okay. and 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 you know, there's there's good and good and bad articles out there. Of course, the the consensus in in a, in a lot of the press is uh, what you know because right. he doesn't have any experience. With, yeah, I was going to say he has absolutely none. Right. Well, there's a lot of um, actually um, probably one of the most famous. Um, uh, HUD secretaries that we've had in the in the history of the country. We've had some some fairly good ones, um, but but some of them. Um, I think we had one uh, back w- in um, 1983. I think Samuel Pierce, um, okay. who was appointed, and he. I was still in high school, so I don't think I was at, paying attention back well, then. <laughs> he actually created um, what's what's called direct endorsement. 
Okay. And if a person takes out an FHA loan in the before direct endorsement came out, um, all loans had to be underwritten by FHA in a big FHA office, okay. you know, downtown. And uh, he came up with direct endorsement, basically giving bank underwriters the authority to approve a loan on behalf of FHA. That, oh, okay. that made massive differences to efficiencies, and okay. and it, it, it had no sort of adverse effects on loan quality or anything else. And so, you know, so there's there's examples of HUD secretaries in the past who came in without that direct experience that did okay. You know, and, and did some good things for HUD. I'm just um, assuming they also had some pretty good people on their staff. At least you got to hope. That's the key. And and the key, as a matter of fact, Pierce is a perfect example of that because uh, Samuel Pierce back in, in the 80s surrounded himself. He had a realtor mm-hmm. on his, his sort of advisory committee. Okay. He had a home builder on his advisory committee. Okay. He had industry professionals who could also help, you know, guide guide the policy and, and point point HUD in the, in, the, in the right direction. That's smart. So the thing about HUD is that they, they do not just, uh, HUD has oversight over, over multiple things. One of them is FHA, the Federal Housing Administration. Right. And FHA is, is uh, you know, sort of our, our go-to place, uh, you know, for, for mm-hmm. first-time and lower-moderate income buyers to get mm-hmm. to get Or loans. people with some challenges on credit. That's right. But another big mandate of HUD is to, is to help impoverished areas in our country. Um, communities that mm-hmm. are that are really struggling, and they right. they manage the community development block grant program. Uh, they run Section Eight if you right. have okay. subsidized yeah. uh, housing. Yeah. Um, they um, they they basically you know kind of try and, and encourage home ownership, reduce poverty, and uh, so it's a big it's a big mandate. Um, Carson grew up, yeah, you know, I think in in Detroit. He grew up in a poor mm-hmm. family. Yes, By the did. age of thirty, he was a successful neurosurgeon. So he is one of those sort of you know, pull, pull himself story. up by his yeah. bootstraps, kind of a kind of a guy. Yeah, and and I think he does sort of get it. You know, when when it comes to that. So so as I just as hope he can... stays awake. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Hope just... our listeners will stay awake also <laughs> while we talk about HUD and other things dealing Good with real point. estate finance. Stay tuned. We've got more coming here on Open House with Team Reba. Got a question? Call it in eight six six seven one two thirteen hundred. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. This is Reba Hass of Team Reba. I'm Eric Austin from Home Street Bank. Yes, and we were just uh, talking in the last segment about uh, the potential new HUD secretary. Right. Possibly the Dr. Ben Carson. That's right. That's right. During the break, we all sat around going, hmm, wonder how that might go. Well, there are people saying that. Yeah. And uh Well then I also asked you, like, is there anyone that you would personally have rather seen? Mm-hmm. And you know, you said not necessarily, but you know, would love to see someone who's got maybe some experience running a big agency. But your comment during the break was that because HUD is so intricately involved on you know, dealing with issues of poverty and housing, mm-hmm. you know, um many people probably don't realize you know, how, what, how much impact within the overall Northwest there is. And so, you know, you, you probably sound like you're on some of the same email strings I am. I actually mm-hmm. get, you know, a monthly 
newsletter from them that talks about all the programs that they're in charge of. And right. it is expansive. I mean, just in the, I think, five state area that we get within the Pacific Northwest region, which includes Alaska and Idaho and Washington and Oregon. I think there's one other in there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's yeah. a tremendous number of projects. And in fact, actually, uh, HUD, I don't know if you knew this, we were up in the Renton area in Sunset. Mm-hmm. They were looking at a redevelopment project there to potentially bring in a lot of money to help with redeveloping what used to be the government housing up in the Sunset District. Right, right. And uh, unfortunately, uh, there were some many, you know, many larger metro areas elsewhere that were also, you know, bidding for that. Uh, so we were not chosen. But the fact that we got that far up into the process, it was a tremendous sum of money that was going to go into that. And that's an area that, uh, at least in Renton, because there's a new library there with King County library system. There's a new elementary school. There's a bunch of other redevelopment going on, a lot of new construction happening, apartments coming in. And uh, it would have been great to have those extra funds to, to see that project all the way through because it's a little tougher for the local community to try and do that all themselves. So kind of a, I, I'd like to see somebody who does really know what they're doing in that in, in that position. Well, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a big challenge. And and there's uh, there's policy issues that come up that affect affect all of that. Mm-hmm. There's there's, you know, di- diverting the funds, putting the funds in the right right categories, that sort mm-hmm. of a thing. There's there's some things that backfire. Um, you know, there, like what? Well, for instance, um, besides a car you know, in poor the, condition, under the current administration, there was a, a HUD expanded its civil rights sort mm-hmm. of outreach, and they called they they passed a thing called affirmatively furthering fair housing rule. Okay, and um, which which is good. Basically, the 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 the, um, the purpose of of the the move was to reduce discrimination, to encourage mm-hmm. affordable housing, to encourage fair housing, which is a lender we have always had to pretty much follow. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, in fact, as a, as a bank, we, we fall under what's called the Community Reinvestment Act that's been mm-hmm. around since Jimmy Carter, since 1977, right. where it's illegal for us to discriminate in any way, to redline, mm-hmm. to not lend in certain, you know, in, right. in specific neighborhoods. Right. As a matter of fact, if we do not have an acceptable uh, Community Reinvestment Act CRA rating, we're not allowed to open new branches. We wouldn't be allowed to really? acquire a new bank to expand. I did not so know that. It's, no, this this is a law that has has teeth. Here's where it can backfire sometimes, though, mm-hmm. too. And I see this often where uh, I've been asked to speak at, at different condominium homeowners association meetings. And mm-hmm. I was at one um, not too long ago down in, in Tukwila where the the some of the owners wanted the condo project to be approved to originate FHA loans, to to Mm -hmm. accept FHA loans. Um, If you're trying to buy a condo and you want to use FHA financing, the condo project has to be FHA approved. Well, there's a We actually just had a condo go on the market today, and that project is not FHA approved. Okay. Well, they, they, they can easily be approved, but one of the requirements that FHA has, they'll look at the bylaws and mm-hmm. the, the rules for the condominium project. And, uh, for instance, as a, uh, as a condo project, it is against FHA rules for a condo to require any type of tenant screening if, uh, if an owner wants to, to rent out a unit. Wait, what? The condo project cannot require tenant screening. Wait. 
So to me, what, really? under FHA financing guidelines, right. And so the problem is that- What do they mean by that, though? Because well, almost everybody does tenant screening. On an individual basis, maybe, but not in a not in a project. Oh, the basis. condo itself the can't condo, do the, it. The, the, the individual homeowner. Right. Well, most of those HOA do or uh, 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 documents just have the condo HOA saying to the owners, "You need to do it." But oftentimes, they do require to at least see the lease. And if they do, then th- that doesn't meet the. Um, the HUD rules. So it's a problem. That is really there's interesting. There's condo projects wonder, that have, have okay. refused to become FHA certified, you know, for that for that very reason. And part of that has to do with this with this this fair housing rule. For instance, if there's someone who is a a, huh. um, a, a convicted felon, you know, for maybe instance. we should get one of the local HUD people in sure. on one of our. I shows. think that always that always yeah because like the, to have a, a dialogue about that. Well, yeah, no, that just sounds fascinating because now I'm learning something else new. You know, because mm-hmm. we're always looking that up, and I'm always kind of recommending to condo associations mm-hmm. to try and have FHA approval because you know a lot of people don't realize that during the recession. FHA sunsetted their approvals of pretty much all condominium projects across the United States Mm -hmm. because they had lost track at one point of how much risk they had in every complex. Right. And they needed to get new updated documentation because some of them hadn't had anything submitted in quite a long time either. So, and there were a lot of those spot approvals, as you know. So sometimes you'd have a onesie twosie of something in a building, but maybe the whole complex itself wasn't, wasn't approved. Correct. So we ran into the, the part of the reason the condo market is so hot here right now is because, you know, if you're, an FHA approved building, you get the majority of those eyeballs because if someone's only FHA qualified, there's just a small number of buildings in which they can purchase. That's right. It, it really limits the, it, it mm-hmm. limits your your accessibility to right. some so to some affordable housing. Right now, uh, just this summer, mm-hmm. FHA started to make some moves to kind of make that part of it a little bit easier, and they may actually come back to what's called a spot approval, also, okay. where somebody wants to buy a, a condo that FHA will allow a spot approval for that particular unit mm-hmm. in that condo project. They don't require the right. entire project. Well, that'd be, be nice to see that certified. come back because that can be so. useful if you meet the checklist of what are the typical needs. I also had heard that FHA was going to potentially drop that fifty percent owner occupancy amount down to thirty thirty-five percent thirty-five. Yeah, 35. Is that, has that passed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that did pass. It did. It's not okay. in effect yet, unfortunately. But it when, did pass. when's it? When's it going it to be effect? the first of the year? I believe. Okay, it yeah, is 2017. Yeah, so, okay. Oh well, yeah. that's that's a plus. Yep, that's so a big it's, plus. It's going to get it's going to get a little bit better, you know, from from that aspect. The other one that that affects um, a lot of buildings around here mm-hmm. is the is uh, there's going to be a bit more flexibility on the percentage of commercial space in a condo project. So you got a lot of condos where the okay. ground floor, let's mm-hmm. say, has retail yeah. space. Yeah, a lot of them. And then mm-hmm. above it, you you have residential space. Well, there's some some restrictions on the percentage of commercial space. And I believe it's right. it's limited to about twenty percent. Uh, so if you're above that, then you may not be eligible uh, for, for again, for FHA financing. So, you know, there's some, some areas where the new HUD secretary coming in can kind of help build on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, an oversight of HUD will also include oversight of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, conventional mortgages. Right. That's and, a big one. And that's going to be real interesting here because there may be a push mm-hmm. 
to privatize uh, those institutions right. and uh, get them out of the um, kind of under the coattails of, of, the, of the federal government. The GSEPs. Yes. Yeah, government-sponsored so, entities. Entities, GSEs. Yes. So from our perspective on the lending side, that's going to be real interesting. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and again, the whole purpose is um, uh, this, this HUD secretary coming in. Everyone knows that housing is such an important part of our economy and you've got to have a, a healthy, vibrant, successful housing sector mm-hmm. if you want the rest of the economy to be successful as well. Isn't it, generally speaking, that uh, housing and all the related industries have upwards of 40% of GDP? Yeah, it's a big number. It's I don't a know huge... if it's quite that high, but it's pretty big. Okay. Yeah, so, I know it's – well, it's mostly mm-hmm. like all of with the ancillary. Right. It's not – Specifically, oh, yeah. just that, but all the ancillary industries, construction yep. and products, and that's right, everything else that goes with it. That's so. right, that's right, and and it's an area that we we need to see growth in mm-hmm. uh, because you got to grow uh, you mm-hmm. know, to um, you know kind of get everything get everything moving along. Yeah, um, that's been the biggest uh, kind of concern you know with with the economy is it just really hasn't been growing very strong. Right. So um, if you kind of think of our our country. You know, mm-hmm. sort of as uh, America Incorporated, you know, you've got 100 million full-time employees. Mm-hmm. You've got about $18 trillion in sales <laughs> per year for, for America We've Incorporated. We've helped part of that. Incorporated, right? <laughs> you got a $20 trillion credit card bill. Uh, oh, know, that's so not me. That's not good. That's not me. You know, so. Um, Although and, I might need to pick on my husband James again. Hey, yeah. pay, bigger payments, bigger yeah. payments. Oh, I know. You know, so the thing <laughs> debt is. Debt reduction, debt reduction. When you got a company that big, number one, it's kind of slow to turn it. You know, it's, yep. it's, it's, it, it's a big ship. It doesn't move quick. It's a big ship. But also you have to be growing because you got to mm-hmm. you got to pay off that credit card. Absolutely. And uh, and that's going to take growth. That's they the need to be like to Team Reba where we're in growth mode. <laughs> That's right. We absolutely right. are. Well, I, you know, seriously, we're in growth mode. We started the year with three people on our team. Mm-hmm. We have six now. There you go. And we're going to get two more next year. See, you've created jobs. We, I have. That's the American way. I yeah, heck yeah, absolutely. Heck yeah, yeah. Yep. and we're we're doing a great job for our customers. So there you go. yeah, that's that's what we want. I am going to throw a quick plug out there. We do have that condo that just went on market today. Where is it? Yeah, no joke on that one. So it's actually up in the Kenmore area. Mm-hmm. And so it's really close. It's right by the Burke Gilman Trail mm-hmm. and really close to transit. So it's at 7711 Northeast 175th Street. Okay. Unit E, like Echo yeah. 202. Okay. And it just went on the market for 215000 Nice. It does have the potential for rental if somebody is looking to buy rentals. And uh, at 215000 that's that's a pretty nice little price. One bed, one bath, has parking. In its own in-unit washer-dryer, all the appliances, everything. They just had it. Carpets just cleaned, just been repainted. The exterior, actually, new roof two years ago, new siding on the project eight years ago. It's in great condition. I've got it I've got it up here. I'll, I'll post some stuff on the website about it, too, because we'll be doing open houses probably this weekend or something coming up. But, um, yeah, no, it's a fantastic unit. And uh, if somebody wants to get in on uh, home ownership for their first time or they want to get in on uh, nice. being a landlord, Yeah, they might want to come and check it out. Awesome. All right. Well, stay tuned. Let's talk more. We want to talk about some Yeah, we're talking about holiday safety. Back. Stay tuned for more with Open House. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 866-712-1300.
Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Ostinus from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba, REMAX Metro East Side. And this is a live call-in show. If you've got questions for us, give us a ring at 866-712-1300. Yes. And you wanted to talk about... Safety. Safety. I've been meaning to do it the last couple of shows because we're in the holidays. Right. Right? Like as soon as we hit Thanksgiving, we are deep in the, you know... Burglaries, Bowels car of, break-ins. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're, you know, everyone's deep into, you know, preparing for the holidays, right? Yeah. yeah. And I can just tell you, you know, everybody I know is ordering stuff online and doing things. But it's it's interesting because um, we actually have a closing being yeah. impacted by the amount of volume that's going through shipping right now. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I told yeah. you this earlier today. I said I wanted to bring up the whole thing of all these people who are ordering online because everyone has just, you know, even though you see the the mall parking lots are packed all the time because people do feel better right now from an economic standpoint. Right. They're out and they're spending money. And, you know, so there's some good indicators there of, you know, how consumer spending's going and how they feel about money and whatnot. But the, a ton of people order online. My husband's one of them. He's constantly ordering things. Mm-hmm. You know, we have some tenants who are constantly ordering things. I just got a package. One of my neighbors accidentally had dropped off at my house and we had to go take it over to her place and whatnot. And uh, I think what people forget, you know, I, I told you that, you know, we had this deal get affected because not everybody actually is physically located where their closing is occurring. Of course. Especially so sellers. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a client who is finishing buying a condo in at the trio building here in downtown Seattle. And now two days of delays because the package hasn't been delivered of the seller documents. Oh no. So they missed a cutoff time. And then because there's so much volume going on, on all the shipping, they did not get our package in, in time. And it had just arrived, but the courthouse said, sorry, our cutoff is 220. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it had just arrived at 221. <laughs> so our poor, you know, poor buyer is just so frustrated. Yeah. Like, oh, I got to wait another day. Yeah. You know, yeah. and he's, he's buying a condo right now because he's been impacted by, you know, what a lot of other people here in town have had in terms of rising rentals. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, currently living on the Eastlake area and that building got sold. And guess what? The new institutional investor has to make a better profit than the last owner had because they bought it at a higher price. So his his rent has been jacked up several hundred dollars over the last sure. year and a half. Sure. So he said, you know, I have this money in the bank. I'm just going to I'm just going to mm. buy a place I, like I can't keep having these people jack my rent up. So, you know, now he's going to close. So he's just like chomping at the bit waiting for that to happen. But now his you know, his documents got delayed just a tiny well, little bit again today. Well, and he's going to need to be careful once he once he closes. Mm-hmm. There's a deed of trust. That deed yes. of trust is a recorded document. It's mm-hmm. public information. Yes. So everybody who wants to look is going to know that he just bought a house. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to get a ton of mail. He's going to get bombarded. <laughs> some yep. good, some bad, some mm-hmm. legit, and some sketchy. Not so legit. Yes. Yep. That's right. Yes, so. absolutely. Well, there's. I, I'll need to find it again. There, there was a website you could go to that you could have... Uh, mail marketing materials reduced. Mm-hmm. So you can get on 
uh, kind of it's kind of like the do not call. It's kind of the do not mail list. Right, right. And you can get on that. And actually, if you spend a little money, they'll get it on you a little more permanently or for a longer period of time. Yeah. So I'll find that link again and maybe we'll, well bring that up. And can I just tell people if, if yeah. you get an email from your bank or a text mm-hmm. from your bank, don't click on the link. Oh, for Please heaven's don't sake. don't click on the link. Even so if it much rampant fraud going legit, on. Uh, yeah. just, just don't. Just go online to the site you know and trust Correct. or call them up. I got yeah. an email um, uh, yesterday from uh, Bank Service that my, there have been a, a login, too many login attempts. I just need to click on this link to sort it out. But Bank Service was yeah. spelled B-E-N-K, Bank, and Service was S. A R V I C E, and I'm like bank service, bank service, awesome. <laughs> Sounded legit. Be sure, yeah, be sure to clerk that. <laughs> and I clicked and clicked and clicked on that link. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, you just get rid of those. Don't don't, nice. even, don't even go there. Okay, so you know we're talking about don't get ripped off online. Mm. But if you're doing your online purchases mm-hmm. or just your purchases in general, you got to really be thinking about safety. Mm-hmm. It's not Absolutely. just your online safety, but when those packages are coming to your home, mm-hmm. more and more people, you see these videos, they get posted. Hey, look, these people came to my doorstep. Wow, I can't believe how blatant they were. Well, you had it sent to sit outside your house. Yeah. What were you thinking? If you weren't home, of course, someone's just like, well, looky there. there Here's Thank a free little gadget tchotchke for me whatever it might be you know they're gonna see that little amazon smiley face or whatever and say thank you very much so you know there's there's still a lot of people kind of hurting and they might be taking willing to take a risk that's right but here's the other thing not only is it the packages showing up to the front doorstep that you have to be concerned about you know you got to be real clear about some of those things you know like maybe send it to your work and not your house you know think about those things right that's what i do or like in the case of our client who's buying at the trio, they have a concierge mm-hmm. so that someone signs nice. for it and holds the packages, yeah. right? So sure. that's great. Most of us don't have a concierge. Not so. everybody has a concierge, but at least what it mostly is great is that it's getting inside where it can be safe, right? Right. Absolutely. It's not just sitting on a front porch and it's sticking outside the front door, right. right? But the other thing is your boxes. Everyone's cutting open like the new TVs, the new iPads, the new phone, the new, you know, there's so many mm-hmm. toys like that that are being purchased for the holidays. You got to be thinking about what's going into your trash bins or not into it. Because like, think about the big 50 inch flat screen TVs. Right. Or, or even larger than that. In fact, by the way, that condo Nothing that we're says selling rob has me like an empty 50, 50 exactly. inch TV box outside your house. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and. One of the things we were talking about this at lunch today with me and some of my team members is um, when you have those boxes out there, not only is it a sign for – because you know, maybe you have them out there for several days right. before they get picked up, sure. right? Your insurance company – you know, first of all, you need to be letting your insurance company know maybe that you've gotten some of these new items, mm-hmm. right? Sure. So if you're buying the gift or the item, you might want to alert somebody that you just paid five grand for some new big electronic piece. But those same people who may come and steal that from you the first time do recognize that you might make an insurance claim. And guess what? They're going to come back. They're going to get the exact same items later on, like within maybe 30 to 60 days. Right. right. So you have to really be thinking about it. And don't, don't be lazy with your box breakdown. I know a lot of people who don't break down the boxes. Most mm. people do have containers that right. are fairly large. And you just, 
You break the boxes down, you put them inside, you cut them up. Maybe you hang on to them, have them in your garage, and you cut them up over a series of, you know, a couple of weeks, whatever your process needs to be. But you couldn't. You can definitely put some safety measures in place. But it was so funny because I told you that I wanted to talk about this. And then, boom, like two hours later, the Realtor.com website sent out a notice about holiday safety. Oh, man. So it was the same thing. So I'm going to give you some of the lists that they had, right? Because it's yeah. not just the boxes and the things that they see, but it's like you just don't want people breaking in. And there's there's signs that people give. Like, let's say you've taken off to go visit family. You know, or maybe you've been busy and you're out going to lots of holiday parties. You know, you got to maintain your property. Don't make it look like it's break-in worthy, right? Um, Know your neighbors and really know your neighbors. Not just like the, oh, hey, hi, how you doing? Wave them as, you know, you go to the mailbox kind of thing. But talk to your neighbor if you're going to be gone or if you're doing maybe an open house or your house is going on the market even. Get, you know, tell people, maybe have your agent walk over and say, Hey, here's my card and info. If you see anything strange, please call or call the police and call us so we can be, you know, on the lookout. Cause sometimes right. a seller is, has got a vacant house, right? Sure. Assess your home's vulnerability. Walk around it. And if you think, gosh, if I locked myself out, how would I get in? Well, just realize that's exactly the way that a predator might look at your home. Mm-hmm. They're going to look for the same access point. So think about whether or not you've got trees or shrubs that are blocking windows or doors that could provide access. Make sure you have good lighting. Mm-hmm. Now, we just had our front light go out, and it was a permanent on light. Uh, now, this thing says don't have them on all the time, but it's going to depend on the kind of lighting you have. But do maybe set up – like lots of people can do remote setups now where they can turn lights on and off. That's right. We use timers in a lot of the houses that we work with, um, just so that they're on at what seem like reasonable times. Um, you know, so you're just trying to make the house look occupied, you know, because people don't typically get in there. But remember to lock your doors, reinforce your locks, and maybe put a camera in. I know you have one. They work out good. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening today. Join us next week, every Tuesday from 3 to 4 o'clock for Open House with Team Reba. Tweet us if you got questions. In the, in the meantime, Team Reba. And Have next a great week. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash Max Metro East Side on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. Program sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.